We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, Vince, a lot of good questions tonight. We yeah. went for oh, yeah, you're right. quite a while. Oh, my gosh. I didn't tonight. Time it was. I know. I just looked at the clock, and uh, that makes me want to say, are you ready for rapid fire? <laughs> I am so ready for rapid fire because <laughs> I didn't know what time it was. I didn't either. <laughs> Got to get out of here and eat some dinner at some point. Man. Okay, so when asked about which young guys have stood out recently and specifically during the bye week, Irish defensive coordinator Al Golden said freshman linebacker Drake Bowen quote unquote, is getting close. So do you buy or sell more of Drake Bowen at middle linebacker down the stretch for the Irish? I will buy it because of the competition that they've got down the stretch. I mean, they're markedly better than three of the four teams that they're going to play. Okay. Yeah. And so I believe that there's going to be opportunities for him to play more. Right. And, and to get JD some rest. All right. Uh, so I do buy it. And I, and the other reason I buy it, not only the competition that's come that that's forthcoming, but also that that's a name that he specifically brought up, right? He could have, he could have given a very coach word salad about, Oh, you know, the young guys are all coming along, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But he brought up Drake Bowen is what it sounds like. He, he brought him up specifically when the question was asked. So that tells me, that he is legitimately getting closer and that we will end up end up seeing more of him. Yeah, exactly. I, I think the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you've got the luxury of having the veteran linebackers around him and getting him out there and giving him some opportunities, and like you said, they are going to be better than, definitely better than three of the four teams that they're going to play. So I think oh, yeah. it's a it's a perfect opportunity. This guy has already mm-hmm. been on the field. He's played a ton of special teams so you don't have to worry about red shirts or any of that kind of stuff. The only question is, do you think he's ready or not? And as you said, Al Golden specifically singled this guy out and yeah. threw his name out there. So I definitely think we, we need to see some more of this guy. I would actually be very excited to see mm-hmm. more of Drake Bowen here down the down the stretch in these yeah, last I four agree. games. I yep. agree. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate – isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Speaking of red shirts, four games to go. There are some potential decisions for the coaching staff to make not a ton when you start looking at you know i've kind of been looking at that participation chart a little bit more during the bye week seeing who's played and who hasn't and stuff like that bubakar treori has played three games so do you play him in at least two more games of these four you know five with the bowl game obviously but do you play him at least two more games or do you just keep it to one and preserve the red shirt for a year what do you do with bubakar i would preserve his red shirt i would play him one more game um i don't know that he's a candidate to be out of here in three years right um i don't know if he's a candidate to be out of here in four years but as a lineman a lot of those guys stick around for five i would preserve that red shirt unless there are injuries that yes. would prop him up. But I, at this point, honestly, I'd play him at Clemson uh, and then save him the other games. I think that would make a lot of sense. And that's, you know, like for as little as he played against USC, I was kind of surprised to see him in that situation against USC because he had only played two games yeah. prior to that, yeah. obviously. And I completely agree. I think that this is a guy, you've got enough depth there for this year that unless you do end up getting an injury to an injury or two at that position, I think that you're better off doing exactly what you said. Maybe you play him in the Clemson game. Maybe you save him for the bowl game. One of the two, you know, depending yeah. on what the roster looks like and, and that kind of stuff. But otherwise I would try to preserve that red shirt year if I can, because this is a really talented guy who I think oh, absolutely. has opportunity to do some really good things over the next few years. Yeah. So no, I would I try to preserve yeah. that if I could. Yep. Me too. What about Jaden Osbury? Even more interesting because he is sitting right on four games right now. So the decision is, does Jaden Osbury get to play at all the rest of the season? Or again, do you try to preserve him? See, this one's a tough one because he's basically played special teams up to this Mm -hmm. point, right? And I think, I think some of the freshmen, they're kind of like – you know, allowing them to play four on special teams and then putting a different freshman in their spot to play another four, like that kind of a thing. 
you know, I don't have Jesse facts to back that up. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like that's the case. Jesse facts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but for him, I think there's some opportunity for him to actually play some in these last few games that would be very important for him moving into next year, because I think he's got a real opportunity to start next year, potentially, uh, you know, if things kind of go the way I think they may go with guys leaving and, you know, things of that nature, right. I would burn his red shirt. I would, I, if he's already got four, you've only played eight games. I probably would burn it. I think I would too, because again, like there's so much upside with him that if things like you, you know, you're trying to predict the future to an extent, but That's I mean, true. let's say even, you know, if you kept the red shirt, okay, then he's got four more years. If you don't, then he's got three. I would think that with his ability by the end of the next three, like he's at the end of a full four year college, you know, four yeah. year. It, yeah. That's right. going to be enough for him. And he, you know, like he's going, he's probably going to be off to the NFL. I don't think that right. it's going to be. And it's, know. and it's different for his position versus a, a lineman too, because for right. me, a lineman needs a little bit more development physically, right? Strength. And yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. And so that's why I'm not playing Bubakar, but I am going to play Osbury because that extra year in the weight room for Bubakar can make a big difference for him as opposed to Osbury. So that's also comes into play for me. Yeah. Mr. 2.0, you don't need him for five years if you continue to recruit. And that's a great point as well. I get that because too. Yeah. You expect more guys to be coming in behind him who are going to be able to to fill that seat. Jordan Faison, you know, we've kind of talked about him before, but I thought somebody might bring him up. I think that, you know, he's played in two games. I think we're both he, of the mind that you just like, he playing, you, don't, you he, don't, you don't give him the scholarship if you're not going to play him. I listen, he's got, he's second on the depth chart right now. He's in yeah. the rotation. Yeah. Like you you're not going to, you need you, him you, now. Yeah. That's you, why you gave him a scholarship. And that's the other thing about the depth chart, right? it depends on the, you know, for each one of these guys, it depends on where they land on the depth chart. He's number two. He's on the depth chart. Literally. That's not a guy that you're considering redshirting. You gave him a scholarship. You've decided he's playing for you. You play him. No question. I concur. I concur. You need every bit of Jordan Faison right now. There's no reason to think about redshirting him. You know, he, Gave you, he scored a touchdown for you in one game, and he helped set up another touchdown for you in the next game against USC. He's got, he's got something that, you know, the rest of the the roster is lacking to different mm -hmm. extents, and for different reasons. When you've got guys with hamstring injuries, but he's got a lot of speed, and they need that speed out there right now. Here's a, here's one that Salty gave us yesterday that we didn't get to. Is the Heisman Trophy as prestigious now as it once was? Oh, <laughs> that's a simple answer for me. Yeah. It's not. It's not as prestigious as it used to be. Used to be uh, probably the, the, you know, might have been the, the biggest award in the country there for a while. Yeah. Pro oh, or yeah. amateur. I yep. think like it really meant something to win the Heisman trophy. And I just don't think it does anymore. It's, it, it yeah. kind of has fallen just another into award. The, yeah. Cause there's so many friggin' awards now as well. You know, all the different positions have an award, you know, the interior line has an award, just so many awards out there, first of all. And the Heisman isn't the best player in college football anymore. It's just not, yeah. it's the, it's generally nine times out of 10. It's the 
best quarterback on, on the, best the best team. team. Yep. And that's I don't know. Which I, is why JJ McCarthy is the front runner in which Vegas is for the award. Ridiculous right now. because right. I'm sorry. He has done what explain to me his Heisman moment. Doesn't have one. Doesn't have one. Not even close, in my opinion. So that's why it doesn't mean anything. I mean, he's got an analyst out there stealing signs, giving him the blueprint (laughs) to succeed. And they're out there bludgeoning teams that aren't any good. You know, that's the thing, too. It's like it's one thing if you're going to steal signs from Penn State and Ohio State. They're stealing signs, you know, from like everybody in the Big Ten. I mean, do you really need to steal signs to go out there and beat Purdue? I mean, come on, Indiana. Give me a break. Right, exactly. But, But, you know, back to... Yeah, I mean, it, it absolutely is not nearly the prestige that it that it once had. You know, probably what thirty years ago? How long has it been? At least twenty, at least twenty or twenty five years. Yeah, since it really meant something. Yeah. I think. I think that's accurate. I really, and it just loses. Every it's year. mostly by default because of what you said. It's the it's the best quarterback most of the time on the best team, and then if they can't find, you know, like if that team doesn't happen to have the best quarterback then you give it to a wide receiver like Alabama had a couple of years ago, you know, it's, or, or maybe a running back. But again, it's been like the best player on Alabama, you know, is yeah. what it was for a well, while. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you have three top candidates for the Heisman right now? I mean, I, my, my thinking on that, I didn't look at any lists on purpose for this. Like I'm just going like off the top of my head based on, what I've seen and things of that nature. I mean, I think Michael Penix is in the conversation. I think, you know, Bo Nix has probably fallen out of the conversation because of the head to head. Still has the fourth best odds. So right I so he's still in the conversation, right? Um, you know, who else has really just been No one really has gaudy numbers. Yeah. Right now. Like before the Notre Dame game, Caleb Williams deserved to probably be sitting at the top of the list. He only he had 20 touchdowns and one interception. Yeah, now, that's the last true. two weeks, he's completely taken himself out of there. Yeah. I think I think it's JJ McCarthy by default because of how you defined it, you know, just a minute ago. Best player, you know, best quarterback, best team, but he's done nothing special. You're right. Yeah. He's had no Heisman moment. Penix, Penix, I would put at the top of the list. Jaden Daniels at LSU has the third best odds right now. And it's like, the guy's got two losses already. What right. has he done? That's, that's it. I think, I think if the Hunter kid didn't get hurt, he could have put his name up there because of the two way, you know, yeah. it's, cause that's such a unique situation. And he was pretty darn good on both sides of the ball, but missing those games, I think hurt his candidacy and and I've and look, I never thought Shadur was a candidate for the Heisman Trophy, uh, but they've lost way too much for him eh. to even be considered. D D Troll Hunter says Penix's numbers are gaudy. He's got twenty touchdowns, five interceptions, twenty five hundred yards, seventy one percent. I mean, they're good. They're not gaudy, you know. No, they're nothing because he's over the he top. Have five and, games left. Yeah, and I mean, and he and he hasn't been running this year like he's run in the past either you know he's he's been more you know stay in the pocket and throw but he would be my front runner actually and you know he's going to be yeah. hurt because he's a west coast guy not sure. in los angeles but he would probably be my front runner 
right now, but I would also say like watch a guy like Dylan Gabriel from Oklahoma as long as they stay undefeated. You know, they struggled a little bit last week to get past UCF, but they're the undefeated team right now and a chance to get to the playoffs. And Jordan Travis, I'm surprised Jordan Travis per Vegas isn't a little bit higher because they're undefeated and they're probably going to end up undefeated. And he's got, you know, pretty good, pretty good overall numbers as well. He's run for five touchdowns, thrown for 15. So those would be mine, I think. Well, and it's funny because Detroit Hunter is a big Penix guy. And I get it. We said he's the front runner. And we also, he's like, well, put up, put him up against McCarthy's stats. We just said we don't think McCarthy should be up there. So yeah. That's not I, really an argument. Penix is at the top of my yeah. list. I'm not uh, trying I, to dog him. I, I'm just saying he doesn't have like numbers that jump off the page at you. You know, so here's, I, I agree. I've got the numbers. Here they are Penix, 20 touchdowns, five interceptions, 2,500 yards, 71%. McCarthy, 18 touchdowns, three interceptions, 1,800 yards, 78%. You know, he's got 700 more yards, but again, Michigan runs the ball all the time, which is a knock against McCarthy. He's a game manager. I mean, 78% jumps off the page at you, but again, he's not asked to do that much. So that's right. And when you know what's coming, when you know what's coming, most of the time you you should, you should be able to complete 78%. Just saying. (laughs) We're not, we're not arguing troll hunter. We're, you know, not at all. We're, we're, uh. You know, what 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 did uh, Rod Tidwell say? You think we're arguing? I think we're finally communicating. You know, like... <laughs> it's awesome. That's I'm on oh, Penix. Baby. I'm on Penix. Don't worry, I'm not arguing with you. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. He'd be my friend. I look. I liked him when he was at IU. To be honest with you, I, yeah. I was a Penix fan when he was at IU, and then he had that down year, and then he went to to Washington, and he's been killing it. So, yep. Yeah. Here's a tweet from former Notre Dame football coach, Charlie Weiss. Fantastic. (laughs) So Charlie says, quote, one request moving forward. Please drop the junior when discussing my son. He has earned top billing. And if either of us should be tagged, just call me senior. I am proud of him both on and off the field. And he deserves number one status. Just call him coach Charlie Weiss. Thank you. End quote. That is the, uh, the tweet or the X post from, from Charlie Weiss senior for now. So what do you think of this Vince? If you didn't want him to be called junior, <laughs> you should have given him a different freaking name. Yes. Okay. You, named, you gave him the same name you have. There, there's a reason that my son's name is Dylan and it's not Vince because I didn't want him to be a junior. I, I like, if you don't want your kid to be called junior, don't give him your name. You have a hundred percent control over that. Come on, man! Like that's ridiculous. And he still gets the same respect, regardless of what you call him. That's right. the other thing. Like it'd be know. one thing if he was known as Chuck or Chaz or you know Charles or <laughs> like you know geez. if you want to get into the you know whole brevity thing. It's oh. like like you gave him the same name as you. Right. We've got to be able to differentiate between the two because if we just say Charlie Weiss, then we're like everyone automatically assumes we're talking about the old guy with the crew cut, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you have to call him something, and he's right. always been Charlie Weiss Jr. Always, even when he was in high school, going to multiple high schools in the area. Yes, he was Charlie Weiss Jr. and that's his name. I'm sorry. 
That'd be like, stop calling me Vince. Right. Don't don't call me Vince. Like, what's his middle name? Can he go like, by his middle name or something? <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I get the sentiment. You know, he's trying to praise his son and talking about, Which you know, great. He's, he's made his own way and all that stuff. But you gave him the same name as you. There's nothing and, the rest of us can do about that at this point. And here's the thing. <laughs> he... There is a little bit of nepotism involved because of what his name was. Let's be let's let's be clear on this because you know he was breaking down film in high school. I know this using the Notre Dame film breakdown and equipment and all of that. Then when he went to college, he was a he was a student coach. Like those don't really exist, first of right. all, and they existed because he was on his dad's staff, right. So he built his right. He got to be on a D one staff because I of mean, who he would now now, but the other side of that is he has made his way since then. Like he, has. he was just like Joe Buck. He was given some opportunities because yes. of his name, but he proved himself to be qualified and made his own way after the fact, but his name and who his dad was and how he started out definitely opened up some yes. big doors. He was given a wonderful foundation Yes. But then he took it to the next level. I will give him full credit for that. And I have a buddy of mine who was coaching at St. Joe High School, right across the street from Notre Dame. And Charlie Wise Jr. was breaking down film for him when he was a high school student at St. Joe. And he would rave about this kid, about how advanced he was at breaking down film and all of those things. So he's obviously got a mind for the game. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. But he was given a nice foundation by his dad and a lot of opportunities that other people wouldn't have gotten. But then he has taken that information and that opportunity and he has turned it into a career that he's obviously very good at. And so you got to give him credit for that. I mean, he's an offensive coordinator underneath Lane Kiffin. You know, I mean, he 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 has earned whatever accolades that he's gotten up to this point, maybe a little earlier than some other people would have gotten it, but he has earned it. And I love the fact that his dad is propping him up and saying he's done a wonderful job. But the whole dropping the junior, it just, I don't know, it's just a little weird, bit, dude. A little it's bit, a little, little too bit, much. Little yeah. Tommy says he's giving me permission to talk about Dallas with his question. Tommy, Ooh. throw your Cowboys question back in because I must have missed it somewhere along the line. I apologize because, like, the way this works is, you know, like, if it was a Cowboys question, it might have slipped past Vince and he didn't. <laughs> It very well could have. What he yeah. what he does is he puts the stars on the one, and then I stay. You know, I I'm I'm in the room where all the stuff is starred up. This and is we true. We try to throw those up there as much as possible. This so, is true. I think he did have one though. Yeah, I just don't remember what it was. Gordian Nutt says I have a lot of gall talking about nepotism. Well, I mean, <laughs> you think Jesse's not qualified? Then. I mean, this is not Jesse's job, though, either. Let's right. Be real, let's be real this, clear on that. This is a podcast where he gets paid very <laughs> minimally. Yes, he does. And uh, he has a full-time job where, quite frankly, he makes more than both Vince and I. Oh, I have more than both no of us combined. About, I have no doubt matter. about that. Yeah. <laughs> and I probably could have told you that uh, when he was a 14-year-old kid, that that was going to be the case at some point. In Jesse... Life. I will say this and like, you can, you know, you can, you know, kind of make fun of it and that's fine. You know, cause yeah. I get it. We both have the same name and you know, it's whatever, you know, but again, like Jesse could be coaching somewhere right now. 
if he wanted to. But that is a very dedicated career path. He could be coaching football someplace if he wanted to right now. Oh, yeah. He wanted to be an engineer, and that's what he's doing for an occupation. And and doing well at it, obviously, because he's still gainfully employed. (laughs) That's right. That's right. (laughs) So Tommy Gunn says, how would I feel if Lincoln Riley became the Cowboys head coach next season? I mean, are the Cowboys looking to make a change? Uh, you know, there's there's always rumors with Mike yeah. McCarthy. Fair enough. I think it's interesting. Um, I think that if they changed, Dan Quinn, the current defensive coordinator, would probably be the guy in line because Jerry Jones has managed to keep Dan Quinn as the defensive coordinator just the last two years, despite the fact that he's had offseason interest, you know, head coaching interest the last couple of years. I think it would be a really good setup, actually, if Lincoln Riley was the head coach running the offense and Dan Quinn was the defensive coordinator, but I don't think that'll probably be the case. And and based on Lincoln Riley's disinterest in defense over the years, I don't I don't know that I would necessarily want that. So, yeah, I guess I, my, uh, my long short answer is no. I don't, I don't think that that's something I would be interested in. I mean, I've been asked the same question about the Bears situation. And would you want Lincoln Riley if it was like a guarantee that you got Caleb Williams too? You yeah. know, that kind of a thing. And, you know, Caleb Williams is a good quarterback. I think he's better than Justin Fields. But you can't keep just drafting quarterback after quarterback after quarterback and expect it to work. So it's like. I would love for Justin Fields to at least pan out and then just keep putting weapons around him. Like, let's build up that offensive line. Let's, you know, there's a lot of other things that I feel like you could do without wasting your draft capital on a quarterback. So um, I'm not a fan of Lincoln Riley as a coach, though, either. So the the best part of that deal for me would be the quarterback and not the head coach. Yeah. DK says, does his system transfer to the league? I would say probably not because they tried this once with Cliff Kingsbury. And it bombed pretty quickly. I I think he might have some early success, but I just doubt that there would be much staying power in, in what he's doing in the NFL. I just don't think it would last long enough. And again, like talk about complimentary football and and that kind of thing. That's never really been a thing for Lincoln Riley, either at Oklahoma or or at USC. And you have to have a, a lot more complimentary football in the NFL. I just, I don't, that's, that's not the direction I would want to go, but probably someone who would like that. Vince, I mean, you might be in store for, you know, Jim Harbaugh here within a year or so, the way things are working up north both, right now. Both situations I would not want to be in. <laughs> All, I mean, Jim Harbaugh was a good NFL coach. I just, he's just a little too quirky for my taste. Mm-hmm. Let's just put it that way. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Fill in the blank. Your interest in the Arizona Diamondbacks Texas Rangers World Series is blank. It's about a negative seventy five thousand. Like it just is not. I I have watched now. This is because I am a spiteful Cubs fan, but I I have watched zero playoff baseball. Really this year? Yeah. I was. I, I've I've meant to ask you. You know, like how much you've watched. So it's it's, it's not zero. been much. I have not watched one inning of baseball in the postseason. Um, now a lot has been going on for me off the field, so to speak. Uh, since the playoffs have been going on. So that's part of it. I will admit that is part of it. But for baseball, if I'm not at a game, I've got to be at least invested in one of the teams playing to have it on TV. I mean, that's just just who I am. Just because how long the game is and the investment that it takes to watch an entire baseball game, right? Uh, I've got to be invested into one of the teams. Yeah, I was really hoping for Rangers Phillies, you know, like th- yeah. th- there's just one there's no, you know, like you've got two Cinderella's basically. So who do you root for? There's no bad guy in this yeah. World Series. It, like I I like seeing I have always liked Bruce Bochy. Uh, so I, I didn't mind seeing the Rangers go. Adolis Garcia has just been a beast during the postseason. He's got like seven home runs, and he's driven Jeez. in more than 20, I think, during the postseason. But it's like nobody knows who anybody is on either one of these teams, at least if the Phillies had gone. One, they're fun to watch. They've got a great yes. home atmosphere. But, I mean, you've got Kyle Schwarber and yeah. Trey Turner and Bryce Harper and Honor. You know, I would have watched one, of, at least one of the World Series games that the Phillies were involved. Yeah. I will, I will say that. Max Scherzer for the Rangers <laughs> – it's like the only guy anybody knows on either team, I think. And, you know, he, even he kind of limped into the right. postseason, even though I think he pitched the clincher for the Rangers. You know, he okay. started the clincher for the Rangers against the Astros. But I don't know. Like, yeah. mine is barely existent, at least a little bit more. My interest is at least a little bit more existent than, than yours. <laughs> it doesn't take much. Not by much. Yeah. Not by much. So here's an interesting one, I think. Brian Curtis, the host of the Press Box podcast, he joined me to talk some college football media this summer here on this show. He said this week on his podcast, the Press Box, that he thinks all reporters should be required to sit in the stands like regular fans at least once a year. Do you buy or sell that? I sell it, but I do want to explain my sell, okay? Sure, sure. When we are, what we're here for us, I know, right? When we are covering a game, not from a play-by-play standpoint, because that's a whole different ball of wax. Uh-huh. But like for us, when we're covering a Notre Dame football game, we've got our laptops, we're typing, we are, you know, writing either writing a story, right. taking notes. Are we are we sitting in the stands, yeah. standing, or are we sitting in right. the stands trying to get our work done as so well? So that would be very <laughs> difficult to do to do yes. your job in the stands. So that that would be the sell part of it for me. The buy part of it for me, though, there are some members of the media, I'll leave it at that, who are very spoiled. Very, oh, you know, just, oh, that's beneath me. That is this, that is that. Right. Their asses belong in some fan seats every now and again to keep them humble. I will say that. I do agree with that. I do agree with that. So, but it would be hard to do your job. 
That's the only problem. It would be very difficult to do your job. It would be hard to do your job. And, uh, you know, we, you know, we don't have this Connor guy from Michigan out there buying tickets for everybody to <laughs> sit out in the stands. Yeah, Someone's got to pay for those. That is true. When we go to the games good and point. we're sitting in the press box, we've got a press pass and we don't have to pay for a press pass. This is true. We just have to do our jobs and get the credential and sit there and do our jobs. You go, you know, you go sit in the stands. It's going to cost some money, you know, mm-hmm. you got to start That's a really good some point. money. That's that. it. That would be if they if they said, "Hey, there's one game where you're not going to be in the press box and you have to buy a ticket." I'd be like, "I'll watch the game from home." Like, that's <laughs> that's what would happen for me. That's exactly right. Now, you know, like I understand, and I agree with the perspective that you're talking about, and like what Brian Curtis is saying here, I, I think that it probably would give some people a different perspective that maybe you sort of you know you, you haven't had for a while that maybe you need. A little bit but at the same time you know like i don't sit in the stands for the games i cover but i have sat in this you know like i you know we've both gone to cubs games baseball games i've been to some nfl games and and stuff like that so i've sat in the stands at different points not necessarily for the games that i'm covering so you but you definitely do have a different perspective when you're sitting out there in the stands versus in that sheltered cocoon that you're in in the press box. It, it's a majorly different uh, situation. And, and like the year after COVID, um, I did sit in the stands for a couple of different games because Brian wanted to go to the game and he wasn't able to sit in the press box. And so he and I sat in the stands and we each had our notebook and we were like trying to take notes. And it was fun because we're friends and it was a fun atmosphere and we enjoyed the game, you know, that kind of thing. But I didn't have near the notes and near the work that I was able to get done that I do when I'm in the press box because I didn't have my laptop. I didn't, you know what I mean? I was just scribbling notes in a notebook. Um, And it was like 85 degrees. So it was like sweating and trying to take the notes. And it's like, so it is very difficult to do your job, but I have done it. It's just, I I enjoy being a fan to be honest with you, but I, I have, I tell you what, over the last 20 years, though, Sean, I've, I've kind of had the fan beat out of me <laughs> to <laughs> a degree. You know, and maybe that's kind of what Brian Curtis is referring to a little bit, because you do, you know, you you you, you do get it beaten out of you, yeah. when you when you do a job like this. It's a lot, a lot of cheer. You're not right. Because I was a fan of Notre Dame before I ever followed, you know, covered Notre Dame. Right. Right. And there, I, and Sean can attest to this, those first couple of years in the press box, <laughs> I was a little out of control, like trying to cheer. He's like, dude, you can't do that. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, but right. now it's just like, we're just kind of fist bumping each other and like yeah. doing some things like that. And it's just, you know, the cheering, I sit in the stands and I'm just like, I don't say anything. So, and that's why it's fun to still call games because even though yes. you're not literally cheering, you know, like you can get excited. You can get excited about things in yeah. different ways. You know? Yeah. Good so, call. Yeah. Yep. Good call. Yep. All right. Well, yeah, that's, <laughs> but as I just said, you know, as Mr. 2.0, Ryan Harris does it on the air. <laughs> that's exactly right. I, as announcers, especially as the color analyst. Yeah. Like, when you're attached oh, yeah. to school. Yes. You can, you can definitely do that. 100%. Not I have different. no problem with it. A lot different. Uh, we'll slip one question in here at the oh end boy. before we wrap up. Kevin, is this the best secondary since the glory years? I say yes. I, As a I, whole, yeah. 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 Top to bottom. And 
specifically corners even. I think it's the best the best set of corners that they've had, you know, at least since, you know, like going back to the Bobby Taylor years and, you know, in that era, like, you know, early, early 90s and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. For sure. I, we have been lamenting for a great corner combo for years and years and years. And we were always told you can't get good defensive linemen and you can't get good corners to come to Notre Dame. Obviously, that myth has been busted, right? And yep. uh, I hope that continues. There's a lot of talent on this roster at the cornerback position, and there's more coming. And so I just hope this is the beginning of a trend, frankly. Done a great job both recruiting that position and, and coaching it up. Position. Yeah, no doubt. Yep, for sure. All right, well, we will wrap it up with that. Hit that like button, please. And, of course, subscribe, rate, review. And we will talk to you tomorrow on IBM. Yeah, baby.